Hi, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Now in video form, if you want to be watching it on YouTube. Um, it's weird. I feel like I'm welcoming myself back to the podcast almost as much as I'm welcoming you guys back. It feels like it's been forever. I actually thought it had been a year since I last um, podcasted, but I was looking up the show itself online today because I had to go back and research my own show. Um, and it hasn't been that long. It was in March of 2022 that I paused. Um, and I'm going to talk about why I paused and where I went and how I got back, which is sort of the topic of this podcast, um, sort of a recap, I guess, of where I've been. Um, but yeah, it felt like an incredibly long time. And um, I, I've i been thinking about you guys this entire time. I've been wanting to come back this entire time. And it's been really hard uh, not being here. So I will say my brain is full of ideas and thoughts that I want to tell you guys. And this might not be the most edited, streamlined version of my podcast. If this is the first time you're hearing from me, maybe come back later or listen to an older one when I was a little more organized. I've just been thinking about you guys for six months and not podcasting. And, um, and I also want to share sort of personally about my journey because I, I hope it will help others who might be in a similar situation or if you know someone who is struggling with depression or anxiety. Um, I just, I, I want to be the poster child who helps others know that there is help out there in terms of medication. That's really what I want to talk about tonight. And I found that on my journey, um, one of the things that helped me reach out to a psychiatrist when I realized I really needed help and to ask for a prescription for medication was having people that I follow who are coaches, who are leaders, who I really respect and trust, who talked about their own struggles um, with depression, anxiety, and how medication was helping them. And so I want to participate in that conversation and contribute in whatever way I can because I've always known medication was an option. I had always resisted it for reasons I'll talk about. And um, it's been a total game changer and lifesaver for me. And so um, mental health is still something we've gotten much better at talking about, but still something hard to talk about and, and hard to normalize. And um, there's a lot of, uh, what's the word, sort of shame or taboo around it. Um, and I, I just would love to be part of the conversation that helps anyone who needs it, um, to get the help that they need. So if you were a listener before I did talk about on occasion, I tried not to, but it ended up often being about how I was really struggling with an autoimmune disease. And I've honestly probably had stomach pain for, I want to say 15 years. It's probably been 20, but 20 just sounds too depressing and shocking. So let's say 15. Um, I went to a ton of doctors. They never knew what was wrong. They ran all the blood tests and everything else. And they would always eventually tell me nothing was wrong. And I was in pain all the time, but nothing was wrong. And so um, I stopped going to doctors. I sort of figured I had an autoimmune disorder and that everything I read about autoimmune disorders is you go to a ton of doctors and it takes like finding some random doctor through the cousin of your friend in another state that you eventually get a diagnosis. And um, I was like, I, I just can't do more doctoring. And, um, and, and also that a lot of the um, 
ways to heal from an autoimmune um, because a lot of them don't have um, prescription medications that will solve the autoimmune or heal it. It's not like you get um, something that requires antibiotics and that'll help it. It's really um, a more complicated thing. And so most of it was, you know, less stress, more rest, eat well. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I can do those things anyway. Um, come to the beginning of the pandemic, actually the year two of the plague, as I call it. And um, I had health insurance and I was working from home and I sort of had time on my hands to go get poked and prodded by a doctor and I could pay for it. And I thought, actually, I was working with someone. I had gotten this really bad um, tendonitis in my hip. It felt like I was being stabbed when I walked in my hip. And I saw an acupuncturist and he said, you know, you've got really bad digestive disorder issues and your joints are never going to heal fully until you get that sorted. I know a really great GI, a gastroenterologist who's really open to searching for answers and you should go see him. And I was like, okay, I've been sort of putting this off and I thought I had it handled, but here is a person who is a healer telling me that I'm like managing my condition, but it's affecting other body parts. It's not just that I'm in pain a lot um, and I've gotten good at being in pain. It's that my my tendons and my joints aren't doing well and they can't heal properly because my whole body is just trying to like manage my stomach. So I started seeing this GI in January of 2021. And I spent like seven months getting tests run on me, like every kind of test. Um, and he tried a bunch of different pills and every pill made me feel worse. And I was really grateful I could work from home from bed and just feel shitty and didn't have to get on a subway and try to be a functional adult. Um, and, and didn't find anything and didn't figure it out. And I finally went to the wife of a friend who is a functional medicine doctor and she suggested a different kind of test and finally figured out that there was really massive inflammation in my intestines um, that had probably been there for a really long time and that's what was causing all the pain. So we started doing a bunch of supplements. I was really anti-steroids, um, not because they're bad. They're just my system is so, so sensitive to medicine. Everything sort of makes me sick. My stomach hurts whenever I take medicine and I get dizzy. I just, it's a lot. So I was like, you know, really trying to do something more um, natural based. And we did that for several months and then we retested and the inflammation markers hadn't changed at all. And at that point I was like, okay, let's do the steroids. Like I've got a I've got to tackle this thing. You know, it's not, it's, it's just causing so much damage in my system. And so I started steroids in January of 2022 and I started at a very low dose, like five milligrams of prednisone. And, um, and then we went up to 10 milligrams. The goal was to be on 10 milligrams. So I started at five and I think about a month later I was up to 10 milligrams and it knocked me on my ass steroids are incredible if you have inflammation and there's nothing else that you can do about it. They're really a powerful wonder drug. They have really hard side effects. Not all of them affect everybody, but weight gain, messing with your sleep, messing with your mood um, are some of the common ones. And I had just massive exhaustion. Like I, I, I was really just like not even crawling out of bed. I was like rolling over in bed, getting work done. And as soon as the workday was over, I was just going back to bed. And I think Netflixing, I don't even know what the hell I was doing. I just was so tired all the time. I was canceling all my weekend plans. I wasn't trying to leave the house. I wasn't trying to do anything. I was, it was really, really rough. 
it was really, really rough because, you know, socializing, which was just starting to come back in spring of 2022, um, we know that social contact is one of the things that's really important for mental health. So here I was already feeling shitty. It'd been a year and a half that I had been feeling extra shitty. I finally gotten a diagnosis, which gave me hope. And then I realized, well, I've been sick for all this time. My body is even <laughs> more fucked than I thought it was. Um, the poor thing. And, um, and here I am, you know, trying to make it better. And I just feel, um, not quite like death, but like, um, because I didn't feel physically like sick. I just felt like out of energy, which for me is not like me. I'm a pretty high energy person. And um, I just, I couldn't get anything done. And what's really interesting is that the last podcast that I posted was March, I think, 3rd of 2022. And I went up to the 10 milligrams of prednisone February 28th. And there's like a direct correlation with and I don't know if it's the exhaustion um, or if it was depression, but like, I, I don't know if the exhaustion was what led to depression or if the depression was part of the steroids. Who knows? It was cocktail of shit show. Um, but I really struggled from like March to June. And I think actually my last podcast was talking about depression because on top of everything else, my beloved older aunt um, has been struggling a lot with what's next for her. And um, she's got uh, physical impairments and she's starting to have um, cognitive decline. And I've been going to visit her for a week every few months and stay with her. Um, she did the pandemic alone in her apartment. And um, as we know, social interaction is really important. So I just really wanted to be company with her. And it's been a gift to be there, but it's also incredibly hard to watch somebody you love start to decline. And there's no solve for that. There's no pill. There's no fix. There's just loving someone through that. Um, so I'd done that, I think, in March, which is when I came back and was already, I could tell I was sort of skating over just above really bad depression and I thought I could manage it. Um, and then I went up to see her again, I think in June and I came back and I just remember waking up and thinking, I'm not, I don't, I was like, I don't, why? Like, what is the point? Why are we, why breakfast? Why? Just like, why Tuesday? Why Monday? Why? Like I, I could, and it wasn't, I wasn't suicidal. Um, I wasn't in that kind of crisis, but I could just tell my thoughts were just done. I, you know, I was going through the motions, but I couldn't figure out really hope for the future. I couldn't figure out why any of it mattered and where I was headed. And the minute I saw that, I reached out to a psychiatrist. I was like, this is not okay. Like I, I've been struggling. I know I've been struggling. I know all the reasons why I've been struggling. I've been doing as well as I can to manage it. I go to therapy. I get life coached. I, you know, see many doctors. Um, I do all the things. And I was just, I was like, I can't, I can't lift anymore on my own. I just can't. And I, thank goodness, have insurance. And I reached out to a psychiatrist. Um, What's really interesting about this is that uh, I so I have a coach, a health coach that I talk to because autoimmune is a very long battle struggle, and um, there's a lot of information, a lot of misinformation, and it can feel incredibly defeating. And so, I've been really blessed to work with someone, uh, seeing her twice a month uh, as I've been going through this. I've, I think we've been working together about a year, 
And she's helped me like download. And also every time there's a flare up and I panic that I've got all the way backwards, she's really good at like, I'm just like, give me the pep talk. Like, tell me I'm doing good. Tell me I'm on my way to fixing this because I cannot see the end of this. And she was really good at being like, I've seen this happen. This is the trajectory of what it looks like to heal from an autoimmune. This is what's hard about it. And this is how you, it feels like you're starting again, but you're actually just stumbling a little bit back and you're going forward in the overarching of it. So I went to her and I said, look, I need something. Um, and my stomach is incredibly sensitive. What is your recommendation? And she came back and said that Wellbutrin, which is a pretty common antidepressant, is the most gentle on the GI, on the stomach. And I was like, great, that's really, really helpful. And so I saw this psychiatrist and I told him everything I was going through and he, God bless, but he was like, um, okay, so we should probably start you on an anti-anxiety, antidepressant, and a sleep medication. And I was like, whoa. Um, Knowing me, knowing how every time I start even like a supplement, seriously, guys, like a supplement that is super healthy and and non-prescription, usually the first half a week or whole week, I my stomach really hurts, everything I eat really hurts, I'm dizzy, I feel sick, like my whole system has to adapt to things very, very slowly. And then it usually takes about two weeks before my body is like, okay, we can do this. Um But I was like, I'm definitely not trying three things all at once. On top of which, if you're having side effects and you're starting three new medications all at once, you can't figure out which one is causing side effects because you're on three new things. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I've been, I have been meticulously tracking every single medication, every single supplement, every single thing I've been eating and drinking for at least a year and a half, probably before that, definitely before that. But, um, for sure during this whole GI, uh, uh, trek. And I, I was just like, you can't get good data if you put me on three things at once. I didn't say all this to him, but that was my thought. And I also, you know, he started listing um, different antidepressants and and I was like, well, my health coach said, you know, Wellbutrin is a really good one for uh, for being gentle on stomach. And so he agreed to put me on Wellbutrin. Honestly, like I've been in therapy for a long time. I know what the signs are. I, I knew I needed something and I, I could really explain that. And he was great at being like, yeah, I totally agree. Um, so I started the Wellbutrin in June and I started on the lowest dose that they have. Um, and I will tell you, I think I started on a Thursday or a Friday. By that Friday or Saturday, I went to the ballet. I went to see the ballet at BAM, which is this incredible art space in Brooklyn. And I, I just felt like I, like I walked, it was a 30 minute walk. I saw ballet, which is like my favorite happy place, um, and walked home and I felt like I had rejoined the world. I felt like I had been trying to leave my house and see people and be in the world. And I couldn't, I'd been trying to do yoga and I couldn't, I'd been wanting to do stuff and I just had no energy. And it was so hard to have no energy and to be sad about my body and to feel like after two years of COVID and like, you know, real lockdown, like I couldn't, I still couldn't leave the house. And I could tell it was just, um, there's a thing called situational depression, um, which is like the, the circumstances that you're in are just so, um, grinding that you, that can really tip you into depression. And, you know, I was definitely in that space where I've been sick for a really long time. My body's been in pain for a really long time. I'm sort of not sure I'm ever going to get better. I'm getting this really heartbreaking, um, diagnosis, um, and, and, and pandemic two years, guys, like if you want a situational depression, <laughs> like, uh, there's lots of things to choose from. So, um, 
I, and so I will preface this by saying also that antidepressants usually take four to six weeks to kick in. And that's kind of when you know if they're working for you or, um, a lot of them can have side effects. So this is my disclaimer, also not a doctor, but disclaimer that um, a lot of them have side effects and it's really important to try them out and see. And what's really bizarre is some of them, the side effects can be um, suicidal thoughts. And I actually remember in my 20s trying antidepressants and I remember sitting at my desk at work on like the seventh floor and I spent a whole afternoon just like thinking about jumping out the window and I was like, this is not me. Like, I'm a very anxious person. I know I'm depressed. I know I'm not okay, but I don't spend my time really thinking in a scary way about, about ending things. And I called my psychiatrist at the time and I said, we got to stop this. So it's really important to kind of know where your mood is, know where your thoughts are and be tracking that stuff. And if there's a real change to the negative, um, be, be like willing to call but that said, also be willing to try something new. And this is kind of why I'm here is um, it can be really hard when you're already feeling insanely shitty, insanely hopeless, insanely alone, and you reach out, which is hard, and you ask for help, and you get help, and that help makes you feel worse. It's devastating. It really is. And I was talking to a friend who had tried antidepressants and said they made her feel like a zombie. And she hadn't tried anything since. And I was, you know, saying to her, I totally get that. And that does happen. And there's a lot of different kinds of antidepressants and they work on different, um, I don't know if it's hormones or like serotonin, uh, norepinephrine, there's different, I don't know what they are guys, but the things in your brain that work. And so the different classes of like Prozac and Zoloft work on different things than Wellbutrin works on. So they're they're approaching how to make you feel better in different ways and you're going to have a different reaction to them. So um, I got really lucky that Wilbutrin hurt my stomach for a little bit, but didn't fuck up my stomach, which is key. Um, and I had a really quick like reaction. like, and, and that's unusual, but I think one of the reasons it happened that fast is because so much of what was making me depressed was the um, steroids. And steroids have a depressive effect on energy and mood. And Wellbutrin is a bit of a um, stimulant. They actually use it also for ADHD. And I was like, oh, cool. So <laughs> like I'm on uppers and downers. <laughs> like, great, I'll balance out. Um, and I did. I mean, I really, I had been, I'd been wanting to do yoga. I'd been wanting to move my body. And like that weekend I did yoga. And I just felt like hallelujah, you know, that my feel, my old self coming back. Um and and I started I started calling them Wellbutrin wins because I just started seeing how much of like I was coming back online, you know, like that I that I wanted to go see a show and could walk there. Um, that I just saw a reason to be excited about being in the world again. That I was doing yoga when I had been wanting to do yoga. Um, what's interesting is that about I think two weeks or a month later, I. I ended up calling my psychiatrist again and saying, Hey, I see that these were like a really great start, but it's not enough. Like now, now that I'm sort of, uh, evened out, I realize that I'm still kind of like hanging on or scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like I'm much better, but I'm still really not okay. And things are still really hard when they come at me. And so we increased the dosage. Um, 
And then that lasted for a little bit. And then I called again and I increased the dosage again. And again, I started a very low dosage. Most people would have started high and kind of seen how it goes. And I started really low and then worked my way up, which is why I have such a a good understanding of where, um, like I was tracking the data and I was tracking my mood and I was seeing what are the signs that I'm doing better? You know, where's, um, how do I know that that this is helping me? And the reason I also share that is because I had a real concern about numbing everything. I, I, it's not that I know life is supposed to be hard, but there's a lot of research that shows if, if you cut yourself off, if you numb yourself from the things that are hard about being human, you also numb out all the best things. You know, the reason we grieve so deeply is a sign of how deeply we love. The reason we get heartbroken about missing an opportunity is because it mattered to us. The I am a very big feeling person and it's a bit of a gift and a curse. Like I feel incredible joy and I feel incredible sorrow. And I didn't want to stop feeling those things. And I especially didn't want to feel happy when things were hard. I didn't think that was a good match. I didn't want to just numb out. Um, But what I was feeling was incredible panic all the time. And I have really bad anxiety. And in fact, what the psychiatrist said, which was interesting, is that Wellbutrin isn't really known to be anti-anxiety. It usually works on depression and not anxiety. Again, I'm medicated in lots of ways, so it could be it was working on the steroids, but it also, I think, is that my anxiety was tipping me into depression. What I know is that it lifted a lot of the anxiety. It sort of went from like, everything feels like a panic all the time. I would spend an hour or two in the mornings when I woke up meditating and just trying to like figure out how to get out of bed and tell myself that things were going to be safe. Like everything just felt like I was being electrocuted all the time. Everything was dangerous and scary. Even though rationally I knew that didn't make sense, it was so like adrenaline, cortisol in my system that I had to like constantly talk myself off the cliff for very simple things. And what I saw with the Wellbutrin is that level of panic went down. And so things were able to come at me that were like, that's really scary or like not scary, like bad, but you know, like here's a big life decision I need to make, or here's something at work that's really stressful, or here's a thing that's, I don't know, doing the podcast or getting an audition or something exciting, good. And I was able to, I was able to talk back to the panic. That was a Wellbutrin win because before I had talked back to the panic and the panic was like, yeah, we don't, whatever. (laughs) Panic wouldn't listen. Panic was just like, panic is going to panic. And so even though I was doing all of this work on myself, I was just constantly managing panic. Um, And all of a sudden with the Wellbutrin, it was like, oh, yeah, you could probably figure that out. Like, I, and I was like, oh, is this what other people go through? Like they talk back to their panic and they go, yeah, like I've, I've done things in the past that I've like, you know, I've had this hard thing happen. I've lost my job and I figured it out. I've had, I've moved apartments and I figured it out. And suddenly I could like remember that I had skill sets and capabilities that before I couldn't, I was like, intellectually, people would tell me things. I'm like, yeah, that sounds right. But I can't just convince my system that I'm okay. And so that was a Wellbutrin win. I was able to um, talk back to the panic and it listened. And suddenly it didn't take two hours every morning to calm my system down and get out of bed. I wasn't spending 
all day managing anxiety. Um, social anxiety went down. Going out didn't feel as overwhelming as it always had. I didn't have to stress so much. Um, it's also weird because like I've taught myself all these social skills, so I'm actually really great socially, but in my brain, everything is terrible. Everybody hates me. Everything is wrong. This is dangerous. So I had to sort of like, and I couldn't explain that that wasn't actually what was happening. So I had to just sort of take all of that with me and just convince myself to to bring it along, um, which was really, really exhausting. And, um, and so I, I, okay, so two more things. One is that I started talking to friends about this and I even talked, um, to my boss about this and that was kind of scary and brave and she was incredibly receptive, which was such a gift to me. Um, but, but it was one of the things where I felt, and I still feel, um, Again, I've never been anti-medication. I had tried it in my 20s. And I think part of the big problem for me is that my stomach was so fucked up. And I actually don't know if it was fucked up from trying medication. They put me on three of them. They tend to, not everybody, but I feel like they tend to overdose sometimes or you start with a lot of stuff. Again, not a doctor. Please take a doctor's advice. Um, Just my experience. And it was a lot. And my stomach was really damaged starting in my 20s. And um and so I don't know if it was sort of, um, I didn't just didn't think I could handle taking medicine long term. And I didn't think I could handle all that until I got my stomach healed enough from the autoimmune, the Crohn's disorder that I could actually take medication. So that was one of the big parts of it. But the other big thing for me was, I again, didn't want to check out, uh, you know, I, I knew that a lot of the things that were causing anxiety and sadness in me were were things that I wanted to sort out, had a had a place that they were coming from, experiences that I I wanted to understand better. And I wanted to know how to how to live in the world, how to live in my body, how to live in my brain in a in a way. Um, I also have a habit of doing things the hardest way possible. So I probably <laughs> probably chose the hard way um and kind of thought as my of my anxiety and depression as um as a growth opportunity, which I tend to do, you know, like, oh, what can I learn from this? What is, what is my brain trying to tell me? What do I want to know about? So I definitely had done all that. I've been in a life coaching program for many years. I've done, I'm such a workshop junkie. I've done so much really cool learning because I've just been trying to heal myself for so long. So I'm like the walking encyclopedia of self-development and it's one of the things that I actually really love doing. Um, but it came out of this place of feeling really anxious and really sad and really overwhelmed all the time. Um, so I was always worried about going on medication and, and sort of tapping out of that experience and just being like happy and okay, which is not at all what happened. And, um, and I'm just incredibly grateful. And so I've, been really talking to people, to friends, you know, saying, if this is something you are struggling with, please reach out for help. Please ask, please try something. And if you tried something and it didn't work, maybe try again. If you're still feeling really shitty, it's not for everyone. There's tons of research that shows that, um, exercise can be just as useful as antidepressants sometimes that, um, social interactions, there's a lot of things you can do for yourself that overall will really help kickstart your mood. If that's something that, um, that you need. So I'm, you know, but I was doing all those things and I wasn't okay. Um, and 
And I think it's really scary to ask. And I think it can be really lonely to feel that way. Often, I think that's the biggest feeling is just, you're just, it's so hard to communicate to somebody else how gray the world can be when you're in that space or how terrifying it can be when you know technically we're mostly okay. Again, pandemic, complicated aside. Um, So back to this idea that it takes four to six weeks for medication to really kick in. And I was, again, looking back at when I'd started uh, the steroids and when I'd last been on the podcast and looking at when I had really um, my journey with Wellbutrin. And I realized that I started this dosage that I'm on that I think is really working for me, which is like 450 milligrams a day. I started it six weeks ago to the day, which I feel like is the biggest Wellbutrin win because I've been, I I talked about this podcast with my psychiatrist. I was like, I want to be doing this podcast and I just, I can't, like everything is just so hard and so heavy and so much work. And I, I can sort of just make it through my day job and eating and then go back to bed. Like, I just don't know how to do more. I don't know how to be creative. I don't know how to be excited about anything creative. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do anything outside of, outside of coloring within the lines. It's not even the right metaphor. Um, and so I, I kind of had an, oh shit, oh wow moment today when I was thinking about this, that six weeks And I feel finally medicated, properly medicated, well-medicated. And my biggest Wellbutrin win to date is the fact that I came back and I'm able to do this again. So again, not a doctor. You should talk to a specialist. You should get help that you need if you need it. And antidepressants aren't the solution to everything, but they're an incredibly powerful tool if you're brain is telling you things are not okay. Things are really scary. Things are really dangerous. And I don't know how to fix this. There's help out there and it can make an incredible difference. And we've all collectively been through an incredibly difficult period, a sustained incredibly difficult period, not even putting aside, I'm sure what personally people have been going through with lost opportunities with grief, with lost loved ones, with fear about their own health and safety, with fear about everyone else's health and safety, with the loneliness, the isolation. There's just been so much and this constant anxiety about the world falling apart, about being really sick. It's been a really rough couple of years. Um, And so I would anticipate that you might be feeling this way or I would anticipate that the numbers of people who could use a little bit of a boost. And I will also say this, some people need antidepressants for like one year and their brains reset. Some people need it for a little bit longer, maybe five years. Some people need it for longer. There's no right or wrong. There's sort of what is your brain chemistry? I sort of think my tends to be not so good, um, but that could also be I won't get into why, but that could also be situational. It's just that, you know, been around longer. Um, I just know that for me, because I've been anxious and depressed for a long time, I don't necessarily think that one year is going to solve that long time. But if you're someone who used to kind of feel pretty good about life and the world and the past few years have just knocked you on your ass and you're not quite sure how to get back up, it might be um, 
that starting something kicks you, it's like a kickstart back up and then your brain can reset. Um, so it's not necessarily about identifying as someone who is depressed or is depressive or anxious. It could just be, this is the place that you're in and this is the help that you need. I've been saying to my friends, kind of half joking, but also kind of seriously, that I'm happy to be the poster child for Wellbutrin. And I feel like I owe it to you guys in the same way that I owe it to my friends, which is we don't talk about it enough. It's been incredibly helpful to me. It's been such a gift. And I have more things to share about what has changed since I started taking the Wellbutrin. But the fact that I got to come back to this, the fact that I just started writing a short film script, the fact that um, other exciting things are happening that I really want to tell you about in later episodes, to me is, I can't even explain how bad things were. Um, again, steroids, exhaustion, and how much better and alive I feel now, alive in the sense of being part of the world. So I am here tonight, mostly as a PSA, um, to talk about how um, yeah, to be part of this conversation that if this is something that you think you might need, that you can talk to someone and you can try something. And if it's not right for you, you can stop it. Like really be the own expert in your own brain, your own mood and your own body. Um, but that it's available to you. And I think the more that we can normalize this, the more that someone is diabetic and they're not making enough insulin, we give them insulin to help them. If your brain isn't making enough serotonin or the other things that I should know are in your brain that make you feel better and happy in the world, you can, you can get help with that. Okay. It's really scary to be back and really wonderful to be back. And I really look forward to talking about creativity and art again. And I just wish you all the best. And I thank you for joining me in this really important, scary, powerful topic. Be well, my friends. <laughs>